plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? Meet our empowerment architect and goddess gardener, Cynthia Bryan, as she engages in energetic exchanges with success experts, bringing you research, innovations, strategies, and techniques to strengthen your life, business, and personal spaces. Be inspired, motivated, encouraged, and empowered. Lend us your ears right here on Star Style. Be the star you are. The party starts now. Well, hello, Power Partners. Welcome to another edition of Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Today's show is going to be about creating possibilities, seeing the invisible to create the possible, and um, a lot of safety things, safety first and uh, garden fire defenses, how to make your space more defensible because I'm still reeling from all this, all the fires that have been going on in California and all the blackouts and all the crazy things. So I just want to help you uh, figure out what it is that you're going to need to know. So um, thank you for joining in. The Miracle Moment is from Be the Star You Are Charity. And it is Albert Camus. Freedom is nothing else but a chance to be better. So in segment two, we will be talking about natural disasters. We never know when there's going to be a fire, an earthquake, a flood, a mudslide, you know, a hurricane, or any other calamity. It could be on the horizon. So it is imperative to be prepared for all emergencies. And I want to provide some ways for you to do that to keep you safe and sound. And it is autumn now in some parts of the country. They are in very, very cold weather. I had an email from um, one of our volunteers who's in Minnesota who said it was below 15 degrees Fahrenheit there. That is really cold. She said, send some California sunshine. Well, I'd love to send the sunshine as long as we don't send the, uh, the fires. But autumn is really the, a, a really good time if you're not in the snow to prepare your landscaping for the next season and create a defensible space around your property. And a defensible space is an area around a structure that has been cleared of all ignitable debris and botanicals that may cause a public safety hazard. So we'll discover how to make your landscape being more fire resistant. Now, one of the things I did um, just hear about is that in the Midwest, where they the snow has already fallen, and a lot of the farmers are still in the middle of harvest for soybeans or whatever, but they can't use the combines when there's snow on the ground because the combines would freeze up. So it's really, you know, this whole climate change all over the world is affecting everyone, and it's going to eventually be affecting our food. So um, I wanted to start off by talking about possibilities, because one of the things that I'm called is the um, an empowerment architect, but I really believe in creating possibilities for everybody and letting other people see what those possibilities are. Because when we have purpose and when we have passion, then the pop, the possibilities come along. So that's why 
I'm always called the passion, purpose, and possibility producer. That's kind of my goal is to produce those things for you and to do that also right here on the show. So uh, if you have dreams in your mind, I mean, are you actually working hard to achieve those dreams or do you just think, oh, goodness, well, you know, um, I'm dreaming it and so then I am just, it's going to happen. I do believe in dream it, do it. However, you have to put the work in, and that is absolutely a critical part of everything that you do, is you have to put the work in. I was a guest on uh, Dr. Uh, Drayvon James' radio show, which is called Everyday Peace, a couple days ago, and it was so fascinating because we were talking about possibilities and dreams and making them come true, but the importance of intention and the importance of actually going into action to make your dreams happen. If you want to listen to that uh, interview, it's called Living and Working with Passion. It's on unityonlineradio.org, but just go to CynthiaBryan.com and look at interviews and um, you will be able to listen in, and I think you'll get some great information there. I mean, do you ever just look around at people in your life? Most of the people that we look at, you know, are I think are probably just very happy with the way they are right now. Maybe they're not really dreaming anything big. Maybe they don't care about having anything new or innovative. Or maybe they haven't even bothered to think about it. So why should we be thinking about what it is that we really want? It's because we don't want to just get comfortable in our current current ways of living. It's so important to go outside of our comfort zone and try to figure things out. Because we were born to be unique. We were born to be special. We were born to be the stars that we are. And we all have a purpose. And sometimes we just don't even know what that uh, purpose is. But we might get a little nudge towards finding it from time to time. I mean, have you ever been thinking about something and then you're driving on the freeway and you see a billboard and it has something to do with what you were just thinking about? You know, they say a lot of times that if you're in the market for, let's just say, a red car that's a Ford, all of a sudden you're going to put your attention on that and you're going to start seeing a lot of red Ford cards on the street. So the whole idea is it's really important to put our attention and intention on what it is that we want to bring in our lives. There are so many people out there that start their business um, and they don't have any money in their pockets, but they do just remarkable things. All you have to do is Read some success stories, and if you subscribe to any of you know any business magazines, you're going to find them, or any books. You should pick up copies of books where people are talking. Uh, at least autobiographies are always fantastic. Or you can pick up any of the books that I've written. Uh, go to cynthiabryan.com and just check, click on books because the all the series of Be the Star You Are, Be the Star You Are, 99 Gifts, Be the Star You Are for Teens, Be the Star You Are, Millennials to Boomers, 
all of them are true stories. They all have true stories of people who started with tough times and somehow were able to, you know, reach reach their goals, jump the barriers, and it was because of hard work and intention. The world really wants you to be successful. So whatever you want to achieve in life, somebody probably has already done it. I mean, think about, you know, that three-minute mile that nobody could ever go faster, and then all of a sudden, as soon as one person did it, many people were ever uh, were able to do it. So that means that you don't have to be the first person that achieves greatness in whatever it is that you're going for. Find people who are doing what you love, and then from there, then try to find out, read about them, what were the steps that they took. On Express Yourself on this past Sunday, Henna Hundal hosted a great show on mentorship. And um, I was fortunate enough to be one of the guests. And so was Nicholas Donzelli. Um, and he actually volunteers his time as a water polo coach and has been doing this for junior varsity at De La Salle High School for over 10 years. And it was very interesting I think, to uh, find out how it is that if when you decide that you really want to be of service to someone, you actually can reach your own goals. So set milestones for yourself. You know, find the story that's going to feed your soul. Model the people that are doing what you really admire and then, you know, exceed them. That's the exciting thing about being a mentor and a coach is that over the years, I just love watching my students just fly above whatever I've been able to do and just do just amazing, incredible things. So it's like, you know, the student becomes the teacher, and I really love that. You want to create either on your, you know, either by hand or on your computer information from any place in the globe that will help your progress and write things down step by step and also keep in mind, you know, failure is fertilizer. You are going to make mistakes. You are going to fall down and it's not going to be overnight success. I don't know. I mean, there's so many incredible actors out there right now because there's some really great uh, films and television shows that are out there. But I was just thinking about Sterling Brown who, uh, who stars in This Is Us as uh, one of the Pearsons, the adopted Pearson son. And now he's in a lot of different movies and all that kind of stuff. So you can see him in a lot of different things. But why I bring him up is because um, I was just reading an article about him, how you know people look at him and they say, oh, well, you've just had it easy. Look at this overnight success. It was 20 years, 20 years of pounding the pavement, of not getting the jobs, you know, of, of losing the jobs to other people until he finally got cast on This Is Us. And then all of a sudden now he's a hot item and everybody wants him. So that's what, that's what happens sometimes is that it's 20 years and then it's your overnight success. So just have a target that you want to reach for. Know what your end result is going to be. You know, get the skills you need. 
You may have to go back to school. You may have to take classes, read books, talk to people, get coaching, whatever that is. You have to uh, ramp up your skill set and don't set limitations on yourself because just know that you ha- you're enough and that you have enough to uh, go the length, to go the battle, and that your strength of struggle is is what's going to make you very, very powerful. You have to have the will to succeed. And it doesn't matter who you are or where you're from or what your background was. And I know so many people listening will say, well, woe is me. You know, I had a terrible childhood and, uh, and you know, my, I didn't have parents that are around or I had nobody that helped me. Well, today is the first day of the rest of your life. And yes, you know, we can acknowledge that that was a tough time, but you don't have to keep playing those tapes in your head. You definitely can move forward. And that's that's the key, is if you just stay stuck in the past, you're definitely not going to go anywhere. And you will not turn the invisible um, into the possible. So we want to create what we think is impossible. Now, the power of positive thinking is really critical. A lot of people kind of poo-poo this whole positive thinking. They think it's Pollyanna-ish. But, you know, it's just, it's interesting if the opposite is being a pessimist. I know pessimists usually try to say they're realists. And that, um, I have to say, that kind of makes me crazy. Because if I have a choice between being a pessimist, an optimist, or a realist, I'm going to always choose being an optimist because to me if I'm an optimist then I can create my world and make optimism my reality so that becomes my realist okay so I become a realist by being an optimist so be clear on what your choices are remember you always have a choice you have to believe in yourself and all the possibilities Never say no, right? Jamais dis jamais. Never say never is actually the right word. When people ask you about opportunities, I usually say, tell me more or jump at it and say, yes, tell me more. You can always, you know, say no to something if it doesn't fit who you are, but open yourself up to the possibilities. It doesn't matter how difficult things will be because life is difficult. <laughs> and if that's what we we focus on, that's what we are going to get. Trust yourself and trust in hard work. The person who believes that anything is possible will try anything. They'll go under it, over it, above it. They'll, they'll go through it, whatever that wall is. Because we have to go out on that limb. That's where the fruit is. That's what risk is. When I've said my three rules for living, smile, have fun, and be wild and crazy. The wild and crazy isn't about being actually a wild person or someone who's not responsible. It's really about taking measured risks. Because when you take a risk, that's when you reap the rewards. And, you know, it's not like things just... I suppose things are handed to some people, but in general, they're not handed to you. I haven't had anything ever handed to me, so I have to go out and grab that bull by the horns and ride it as hard as I can, and that's what I expect 
and I encourage you to do as well. So just keep in mind to remember that failure is not uh, a failure. There's no such thing. Failure is only fertilizer. It brings experience. It brings maturity. You plant that new garden. As long as you have a lesson in whatever it is, in the mistakes that you made, that's how you're going to create something that's going to be magnificent. So get yourself a cheerleader. One person is all you need. Somebody who believes in you, keeps you on track, and then you can begin your journey towards your goal, and you can conquer it and become that star you have planned on becoming because you are enough. And you are being your absolutely, unapologetically, authentic self. And when you think success, success will come to you. So everything is possible. Nothing is impossible. So go out into the world and see the invisible to create the impossible. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be back after a brief break. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Are you seeking a Dynamo speaker for your meeting, conference, or organization? Internationally recognized keynote speaker and New York Times bestselling author and lifestyle coach, Cynthia Bryan, will bring her energetic expertise, passionate professionalism, and ebullient personality to your event. Hailed as an expert in lifestyle, women's issues, self-help, personal balance, leadership, media, gardening, and interior design topics, Cynthia Bryan is a popular empowerment keynote speaker around the world, lecturing to audiences of 100 to 5,000. For rates and bookings, call 925-377-STAR, 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 and visit www.cynthiabryan.com. When you want the best, book Cynthia Bryan, www.cynthiabryan.com. This business of show business is calling out to me. Get started acting or modeling with a consultation from media coach extraordinaire Cynthia Bryan, who has guided entertainment careers for over two decades. Call 925-377-STAR or visit www.cynthiabryan.com. Pick up a copy of her award-winning book, The Business of Show Business, and start living your dreams today. Call 925-377-STAR. 925-377-STAR. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is called. Well, we are back. You are listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style, Be the Star You Are. And for the rest of the show, it's going to be all about safety first and emergency preparation. Because as I was saying to my engineer, Josh, off, uh, off the air, I mean, here in California, it's just been really, really crazy lately with all the disasters that are happening and the power outages and um, PG&E starting these fires. There is a, 
if anybody gets Netflix, there is a very good short film. I think it won a Sundance Award. It's called Fire in Paradise. And it is about the campfire that was in paradise. Um, it will, it, when you see the blazes, your heart will just break. So many people died in their car. And I'm not exactly sure of the exact number because throughout the film, different people said different things. Some said 85 dead. Some said 89 dead. But it was somewhere between 85 and 89 people dead. But there was only one way in and one way out of this small town. And the fire started, I guess, coming both sides of the road, coming down the main intersection. And people were stopped in their cars. And so many people died in their cars. At one point, firefighters and police just told people to get out of their cars and and they had them run to this cement area where they laid on the cement for hours while propane tanks blew up and that saved people's lives. But it's, it's just, you can't imagine, it's like Armageddon. So uh, it should be a great movie to um, to check out because then you'll really realize the importance of having some emergency preparation ready. Because natural disasters, they don't know any boundaries at all. And no one ever knows if a fire, an earthquake, a flood, a mudslide, a hurricane is on the horizon. So it's imperative to be prepared for all these emergencies. Now, fires, we, we usually have very little warning. Earthquakes, you might have 10 seconds, so it's almost nothing. Uh, Mudslides, probably the same thing. Floods, maybe you'll have a little bit of warning. Tornadoes and hurricanes, you usually have some warning. But in any case, it's probably a good idea for everyone listening just to get ready and get some things available for yourself now. What we went through here in the area where I live was um, we've had several fires in the last few weeks. And, of course, you know, I was awoken at 2.15 a.m. in the morning without any power, evacuated because of a very fast-moving grass fire Uh, 150 firefighters from numerous districts battled the blaze. Local police kept the community safe. And fortunately, in that particular fire, all property and people were spared. And then a week later, there was another huge fire on two sides of the freeway in the area where I am. And several thousand people were evacuated, several homes, structures, um, even a tennis club was completely lost because a PG&E tower had fallen across the road and started this fire. So what was so uh, gratifying to me is after the night that I had been evacuated, the first thing I did as soon as I could uh, had some power was I wrote what I had learned and submitted it to the newspaper and it was published. And when the second fire happened in our area, I had so many emails from people saying, thank you for writing that because you saved me. I was, I was prepared. I, was, I had an evacuation route. I got out and we were okay. And so the, it's really important to be prepared. 
So sign up for emergency alerts in your community. There's usually a community warning system. It's called a CWS. So you probably want to go to cwsalerts.com and then you can um, find out how to register your phones, your emails, your text numbers to be notified. And then Nixle is another one, N-I-X-L-E dot com. But supposedly the, the CWS is an alert system that is region specific. So if you live in like the town of Paradise, that's the one that usually would go out to you because Nixle goes out to a wider area. Now, I will say there is a caveat to even these um, emergency systems because during our evacuation, it had knocked out the cell towers as well. So we had, we did not have any uh, service. And so even if we got, um, if we got a text, for example, we got a text that said evacuation in process, go to this website, but there was, we had no internet. So there was no way to get internet or email or any of that. So you have to be just aware of that. Uh, if you don't have an analog landline phone, it would probably be a good idea to install one while they're still doing it. These are those old-fashioned phones where you plug the jacks into the wall. Electricity is not necessary for them to work. And sometimes the bills, because uh, I have a one line that is a landline, and it is more expensive than my cell phones. However, when the power goes out, it's the only thing that will work. Now, of course, there's no answering machine, and there's on these old phones, it doesn't announce what number it is or anything. So it's something that you actually have to answer. Make a plan for your pets and your animals, and you should have a bag ready for them that's next to your go bag. And I am going to tell you about things to put in your go bag. Know how to manually open any automatic garage doors and gates. When um, in several of the fires, both in the Santa Rosa fires that were just so devastating this past year, and of course we just had another huge fire in that area, as well as in Paradise, people got locked into their garages and died in their garages because they couldn't open their garage. So know how to uh, to manually open it, or if you have an electric gate, know how to do it. Make copies of your passport, your driver's license, your credit cards, insurance information, and have some small bills available and put these in your go bag. Make sure that you back up your computers regularly. Keep files in the cloud or even better yet, it's great if you can back up your uh, computer on a um, on a disc, not a CD. What is it called? On a um, oh gosh, I'm blanking on what they are. But anyway, um, and you put them off site. Like I have, mine's called a WD. It's my passport for Mac, and um, it's just you know it's another backup disc. So I can keep one at my office, keep one at my home, and that way, it if something happens and the cloud goes down. I would still have a backup. Family mementos, jewelry, heirlooms, anything that's irreplaceable that you just absolutely feel you can't live without, you know, don't wait to try to find it on 
the time that you're going to be evacuated or when you're trying to get out the door in an emergency. Put everything in one area so that all you have to do is grab and go. Have a a list of a network of friends that you can call in an emergency and very important, know where you'll go in an evacuation and know your evacuation route. Again, the saddest thing was to see how many people died in their cars because they were in bumper-to-bumper traffic and it stopped. Uh, One lady was recalling how she had her children in her car and first they were stopped for 10 minutes and then 20 minutes and then 40 minutes. And after an hour of being absolutely stopped, you know, turned her car off, flames all around them, what do you do? You have to know how to get out. Put a sign, make a sign, and I just made one on my computer that uh, you put your name and your address on it and uh, and probably your phone number and the words evacuated. And uh, put that on top of your go bag along with a roll of, of that blue ta- painter's tape. Now, only if time permits, tape the sign to your door when you leave so that firefighters or other first responders know that the house is clear and don't waste precious time, you know, trying to go room by room. Make sure to listen and obey to any first responders because they are trained men and women and they have your safety and that of your home as priorities. So follow their orders. And when told to evacuate, evacuate. Go quickly, go carefully. And you can only take one vehicle. And that that reasoning is so that you don't clog the escape routes. So you don't want to attempt to evacuate on foot unless you are told to do so by a first responder. Usually you can never outrun a fire and usually the gases from the flames will get you first um, and will kill you. And finally, stay calm. Now, one thing that I wanted to bring up because I've gone to several meetings now about disasters and um, it it was interesting how some people just... You were were kind of upset with dispatchers when they called a dispatcher at nine one one to say, you know, that a fire was near. What should they do? And the dispatcher responded, "Use your common sense. If it's close, evacuate." And they thought that wasn't a good enough answer. Well, the truth of it is, is that is the best answer. Why? And that's because the dispatcher could be many cities away and definitely miles away. They can't see the smoke. They can't see the fire. And so it's very important that uh, you use your best judgment. If you are seeing flames, get out. And I'm talking about fires now, but again, this goes for any calamity. It'll just behoove you to have an emergency supply kit, which we call a go bag, in every vehicle And pack a larger one in your home. Maybe put it in a closet or an area near the front door that'll offer you supplies for a few days in case you you have to leave. So you can grab that and throw it in your car. You want duplicate go bags in your vehicles because when a disaster strikes, you may not be uh, at home, you may be in your vehicle and you may be unable to return home to grab that go bag. 
So in an emergency at your dwelling, you may have only time to grab your te- your keys, your phone, your wallet, your pets, hopefully your go bag, and what you can carry. And there won't be time to load your car or to be searching or running from room to room to find what you need. So keep everything that is essential together in one place. And remember, when evacuations come, it could be for hours, it could be for days, it could be for weeks. And like in the case of Paradise, it's been over a year. And of 40,000 people, I think only 1,000 people have returned to the area. So all these people are displaced. Many have moved out of state. Many are in other nearby cities. Some are still in hotels. Some are in uh, in like a camper or a trailer park. And some are in tents. So, you know, as has been the case with our California wildfires and our earthquakes, a matter of minutes means the difference between life and death. And most of all, you have to remember that saving your life and that of your family is the most important. Everything else can be replaced. So I'm going to um, tell you uh, uh, about what to put in your go bag. And I know I've done this on other shows, but it really bears repeating. So you can fill a backpack or a small case with the following items. And again, keep one of these in each of your vehicles and one in your home. And you should have a small bag for each family member, or if you just want to pack one larger bag and include everyone, you can do that. And just, again, keep in mind, you can only take one vehicle upon evacuation. So what are the necessities for a go bag? First aid kit, that's first and foremost. Duplicate chargers for your phones, your tablets, your computers, work gloves, warm gloves, towelettes, a small towel, bottled water, and that can be a gallon per person per day. I actually put water, after I've used bleach, I fill it with water and keep one of those in my car all the time, and I have more Um, that are in my shed in case we need those because the bleach will keep the water clean for several months. You want a blanket, and I think you want a warm blanket. I know when I was evacuated, I had a blanket, but it was just a little thin blanket like what you'd use on an airline, and that was not enough because it was only 30-something degrees out, and it was really cold. You want walking shoes, socks, maybe extra socks because it could be raining or snowing, a warm jacket, peanut butter and honey and protein bars. They last a long time, and these could keep you alive for quite a while if you have peanut butter, honey, and protein bars. A personal hygiene kit that would have a toothbrush, soap, medications, matches, candle, flashlight, headlamp with extra batteries, and I highly recommend a headlamp because if you have a headlamp, you can use your two hands to carry things. If you're having to lead with a flashlight, you only have one hand. So headlamps are less than $10, you know, at any hardware store. Make sure to buy a couple. Eating utensils, plates, cups, that's a good thing to have. Just paper plates, you know, plastic um, eating utensils, that will work. Breathing masks and those N-I-O-S-H, the N95s are the ones that are recommended. And if you can't find those, just any kind of mask. A clothing change is always helpful. And, 
you definitely, you know, want to make sure that you can have something that would be layered. And then don't forget an extra set of keys to your home, your office, or whatever else, maybe your car. That was one of the things I didn't have. I evacuated to my office, which was a few miles away. But I had, I, I was able to get into the main building because I have a code, but I didn't have the keys to my office because they were in my car and I was only allowed to take my husband's car. A little bit of cash and definitely toilet paper. You definitely want to have some toilet paper. You may end up behind a tree somewhere. And hopefully you're never going to have to use these emergency kits, but it is best to be prepared. I mean, the week after we had our fires, we had several earthquakes, um, that which was crazy. The largest was 4.6 on the Richter scale. It you know, wasn't like the big 7.1s, but it really shook, and it, it shook people up for sure. So it's natural to assume that a catastrophe is going to happen to somebody else. But the reality is no one is immune. And across the country, natural disasters are becoming more prevalent and more frequent. And the months of November are historically prime fire and earthquake months here in California. So think safety first. And I know in other areas it is typhoons and tornadoes and um, hurricanes. So just remember that the life you save could be your own. And if you want uh, a list of what to put in your go bag, you can go to CynthiaBryan.com and look for an article called Safety First Emergency Preparation and the go bag, and you will um, be able to download that. So I will be back in a bit, and we're going to talk about making your space around your home defensible against fires. Don't go away. I'm Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back. Be the star you are. The star you are. Change your world. Change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan. The mental health screening and assessment tools for primary care table provides a listing of mentally health screenings and assessment tools, summarizing psychometric testing properties, cultural considerations, costs, and key references. It's a complicated process, but there is a tool which we can use every day, anytime to understand how well our mental health is at any given time. Consider the vastness of human emotions and divide the mental health pain scale into mild, moderate, and severe. So here are some feelings, emotions that you should look for under each category to assess your mental health. Mild. Everything's okay. There's nothing wrong. You're probably cuddling, you know, a little teddy bear right now. So just enjoy. Or maybe you're a bit frustrated or disappointed, but You know, you're just easily distracted and you will cheer up with a little effort or things are bothering you, but you're coping. You might be overtired. You might be hungry or the emotional equivalent. You might have a headache. That's mild. Moderate. Today is a really bad day or it's been a bad few days. You still have the skills to get through it. So be gentle with yourself and use self-care strategies. Your mental health is starting to impact on your everyday life. Ease things are becoming difficult. You should talk to your doctor if you think that that is happening. 
You can't do things the way you usually do them due to your mental health. If you feel impulsive or compulsive thoughts that are hard to cope with, then you are moderately stressed and having a moderately uh, difficult mental health day. Now, severe is where it gets challenging. If you're avoiding things that make you distressed and that will make it worse, you definitely need to seek help. If you can't hide your struggles anymore, if you're having trouble sleeping, eating, having fun, socializing, having uh, difficulties going to work or studying, this means your mental health is affecting almost all parts of your life and you're at a critical point. You are almost not functioning. You need urgent help because you might be a risk to yourself or to others. So seek help when you feel it's necessary. And if you can relate with any of the things I just mentioned, do not ignore them. It's okay to seek help. It shows courage. Remember, you're the star of your own profession. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business fight from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan.com. The annual cost of illiteracy to American taxpayers is over $225 billion. Help increase literacy, reduce violence, and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to Be The Star You Are charity. A top-rated nonprofit, Be The Star You Are promotes positive role models, produces positive radio broadcasts, and donates positive books to empower women, families, and youth. Be a power partner and join our galaxy of stars. Visit our website at bethestarur.org to make a tax-deductible donation using PayPal or send checks to P.O. Box 376, 376, Moraga, California, 94556. BeTheStarYouAre.org. Dare to care. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling out to me. Well, we're back, and now we're going to talk about that very scary, scary night. But mostly, I'm going to give you information on how you can be more safe. Well, you know that um, the song by Dan McLean, Starry, Starry Night, Flaming Flowers That Brightly Blaze, Swirling Clouds in a Violet Haze? Now, in 1889, post-impressionist Vincent Van Gogh painted one of the most memorable paintings. It was called The Starry Night. He was actually looking out of his Asylum East window when he painted this one. And for me, I was looking out my East window on a starry night that was aglow with flames. And they were not the brightly blazing of flaming flowers. It was just flaming trees and grass. Now, normally I look forward (laughs) to uh, seeing the night sky. But um, this was a very scary, starry night, and pretty soon you couldn't see the stars because all it was just covered in black and smoke and um, orange glows, right? 
And the fire, the power was off, as I said earlier, the fire erupted racing down the hill. The entire neighborhood was fast asleep. Firefighters were swift and efficient, evacuating the entire community. They contained the inferno, and police officers maintained the peace and the safety. And fortunately, in that one instance, uh, structures were spared and no injuries were incurred. But that was really the in gratitude to the professional first response, uh, first responders and how quickly they operated, and also because local fire departments had employed um, several other districts to come because it was a red flag day, and the winds were 80 miles an hour. So uh, it wouldn't have, had it been just a normal time, probably entire neighborhoods would have burnt down, and, you know, hundreds of structures. So autumn, as I said, is a prime time to get your landscaping ready for the next season. But a defensible space is absolutely critical. Again, a defensible space is an area around a structure that has been cleared of ignitable debris and botanicals that may cause a public safety hazard. Now, keep in mind that no plant is fireproof. And under the right conditions... Every plant will burn, especially those that are drought-stressed or not maintained. Josh was just telling me off the air about the eucalyptus trees that were planted here in California over 100 years ago. And at 100 years, eucalyptus trees are at their most flammable. They're just torches. So I don't know what's going to happen to all these 100-year eucalyptus trees because they're the ones that catch fire and then ignite everything else around them. And they have been drought-stressed, and they haven't been maintained. Now, to be fire-safe, a plant means that it tends not to be a significant fuel source in of itself. It doesn't have a chemical composition that um, will just heat up and go into combustion right away. So it's critical to keep plants around our homes well-tended, well-watered, and pruned as a fire protection tool. Now, the closer plants are to the house, the more care is needed. So what a lot of people don't understand is that every single homeowner, and that includes apartment owners, et cetera, are responsible for managing their own vegetation to meet fire district requirements. I know the fire department was really upset with um, an apartment complex that's nearby where there were three huge 100% dead pine trees and they had issued seven citations and yet the owners of the um, apartment complex had not cut down the trees. They could have easily fallen but they would have definitely, if the fire had reached them, just gone up in flames. So neighborhoods are encouraged to form a committee, and they can that way receive advice from local fire professionals on how to be firewise, because being firewise is dependent on the diligence of everyone in a neighborhood to keep their property fire safe. Fires do not honor property lines. All properties become indefensible when one neighbor has overgrown bushes, brush, or low-hanging trees. So what makes flora highly flammable? Dry, dead leaves, twigs, and branches, abundant, dense foliage, needles, low moisture foliage, peeling loose bark, gummy sap, 
leathery or aromatic leaves, a content of terpene oils or resins, and dry uncut grasses. And what makes flora reasonably fire resistant, not, not fireproof, fire resistant, hardy, slow growing plants that don't produce litter or thatch, drought tolerant natives with internal high water content. Now, generally, but not always, the natives of your state are going to be more tolerant of fire and actually deer. Trees with thick bark that restrict the growth of invasive shrub species and hardwood trees such as walnut, cherry, maple, and poplar are less flammable. Now, deciduous trees and shrubs are more fire resistant because they have a higher moisture content when they're in leaf and they have lower fuel volume when they're dormant and they usually do not contain flammable oils. Again, Eucalyptus and pine are highly flammable. Mature redwood trees and mature oak trees are usually fairly fire resistant, but young uh, oaks and young or scrub oaks and young redwoods are fire prone. So you were looking for supple, moist leaves with little to no sap, a low growing ground cover, and bulbs are always good as long as they, their dried leaves have been cut to the ground. Now, what can you do now to create a more fire-resistant landscape? So you could include pavers, bricks, pavement, gravel, rocks, dry creek beds, fountains, ponds, pools, lawns. Select high-moisture plants that grow close to the ground with a low sap and resin content. Plant the right plant in the right location and leave space between plants. Like if you're planting a tree, you don't want a tree right next to your house because it's going to drop leaves on your roof and the, that can catch fire or can get leaves in the gutter and that can catch fire and start your roof on fire and then it goes to your attic and then it just blows up your house. To minimize the inclusion of evergreen trees within 30 feet of structures, you want to clear the understory and keep trees 20 feet away from chimneys. Now, I know that a lot of houses and definitely apartments are so close together, there's not 20 or 30 feet. So that means you can't have those trees. Remove invasive species or swaths of flammable plants, including ivy, rosemary, broom, coyote brush, chamois, juniper, and of course, eucalyptus. And keep mulch moist. You want to create zones of rock, of brick, gravel. Bark and leaves are not mulches recommended near structures unless you're going to keep them totally wet. Now prune your trees 6 to 10 feet above the ground to hinder fire laddering. In other words, no branches less than 6 to 10 feet. So you should be able to walk under your trees. Uh, keep appropriate clearance to reduce the threat of burning embers from decorative features like gazebos or fences, sheds, porches, or even junk areas. And irrigate and maintain all flora, lawns, and hillsides. Clover, ground covers, and grasses that are kept low and green are excellent alternatives. And of course, due to soil erosion, bare ground is not recommended. And then go to those websites that um, I told you about you know, because I think that that will be helpful. And sign up for alerts and sign up for your local fire department and police department alerts. And for me, having had warning of a looming PG&E blackout, 
I had deeply irrigated my entire garden and hillside. And then I had an alert from our water company instructing us that in a power outage, water had to be used judiciously. So as a preemptive measure, I watered my landscape really thoroughly. I soaked the grass, the shrubs, the mulch, the trees, the fences. And I had already cleared low-hanging branches. I had weed whacked all throughout the summer. So this saved my house. So these are steps I encourage all of you to undertake because maintaining your landscape is a never-ending task and it's mandatory for both our pleasure and our protection. And you want to keep that fire-breathing dragon away. So please um, heed some of that advice. Well, thank you very much for being a great listener and tuning in to Star Style Be the Star You Are on Wednesdays from 4 to 5 p.m. Pacific. We are always coming to you live on the Voice America Network. This is the Empowerment Channel. For more information about Be the Star You Are and how you can get involved in our disaster relief programs, visit bethestaryouare.org. To book any coaching or consultation with me, Cynthia Bryan, for uh, many different lifestyle choices that you need to make, visit cynthiabryan.com. Until next week, when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. I thank you and encourage you. Be the star you are. Until next Wednesday, 4 to 5 p.m., make it a wonderful week and be your authentic self and unapologetic. Make a difference. Thanks for joining me. Be the star you are. The star you are. Be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We have you on our radar as it's our goal to inspire, inform, entertain and motivate you to be the star you were born to be for more information visit starstyleradio.com and to make a donation to the charity go to be the star you ignite the flame that burns brightly within take charge of your life and coach yourself to success with our dynamic host and empowerment architect cynthia bryan every wednesday at 4 p.m pacific time 7 p.m eastern time right here on the voice america empowerment channel for another serving of champagne for the spirit and a power boost to live with star style until we celebrate together next week be the star you are